Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1012, it is a Wednesday, 13th of December, 2023. Bruce Siski show here on KDAL. Good to have you along. Plenty to do here over the next hour. We're going to start with some hockey. We're at the halfway mark, basically, of the UMD men's hockey season. Joining us for a kind of review and look ahead to half number two, head coach of the Bulldogs, Scott Sandlin. Good morning. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I got nothing to complain about. Uh, we are at the halfway mark, basically, of the season. And I know it didn't start. It started well. I know the conference season didn't start the way you wanted it to. You had that lull there in the in the uh, kind of past the quarter pole of the season. What are your kind of general thoughts on, on where this group is sitting and what you've seen from them over half a year? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, we well. I'll leave it at we had a better December than November. Let's leave it at that. Um, no, I, I just think uh, inconsistencies. Um, I we've been in we've been in the side from I think probably the Cornell Friday night game. I feel like we we've been in every game, um, but we just haven't found ways to win. Uh, I think the last four games I've been more pleased with. From the defensive side of it, um, we've given up seven goals in four games, which is a little bit more of how we need to play. Um, our goaltending's been better. Um, penalty kills been good. Power play's been pretty good all year. So uh, we just need to we need to find ways to win, Bruce. And, and sometimes in our league, it's a fine line to bounce here, to bounce there. It's a bad call or it's a non-power play goal. You know things that we see over the course of the year and have seen over the years and we just got to find ways and hopefully uh the month of december gave us a little boost of confidence that we can do that i know that the the guys talked about wanting to get all 12 of these points in these december games you even brought up the the idea of getting back to 500 before break which would have required you to win all four of the games that obviously did not happen you won two you tied one you lost one but at the same time, like you said, it, it feels like there were some things that happened those last four games that, that are sustainable and, and maybe you can carry over. Well, for sure. I mean, we got points. I mean, yeah, the goal is to win every game. And, and obviously we had four games left, so we just talked about, you know, um, trying to trying to get back to 500. Uh, again, we didn't do that, and we're still in a hole, but we climbed out of, you know, the zero point uh, situation and, and got kind of back into the lower end mix. And, and obviously we've got a second half coming up with uh, with everybody in our league getting better. And hopefully, like I said, the, the last couple of weekends gave us a little bit of a shot in the arm, uh, you know, as far as finding ways to kind of get that winning feeling back again. And, you know, again, there's there's been some really good things over the course of the first half and there's been some things that just, but frankly, haven't been good enough. And you know, as a coaching staff, we, we look at that. Uh, we'll evaluate this a little bit, kind of during the break here too. And but I, but I like that uh, we made some changes defensively um, prior to 
the Omaha series, and I think those have uh, those have helped. Uh, it's not perfect yet, but I think our guys uh, understand that. Uh, you know, if we if we play well defensively to start, um, we'll we'll give ourselves a better chance to win hockey games. And I think the offensive part, again, it's been a bit of a struggle all year um, to find some offensive consistency, uh, but. We just gotta we gotta keep working at it, and again, and we just have to embrace that we're going to be in games like we've been in um, the one nothing game against Omaha, you know, uh, the game both games against Miami where they're just going to be tight or one goal games. Talking to UMD men's hockey coach Scott Sandel, and your, your goaltenders, I, I think you, you talk going into the year, you wanted to see your goaltending be better, and you know maybe the overall numbers don't reflect that, but uh, you know, we, we talked on Saturday before the game in Oxford, and, and even before the Friday game, I brought it up, that you know the last 8-10 games, your goaltending with Matthew Thiessen first, and then Zach Stasekel the last four games has been pretty good, and it continued that way last weekend. Well, for sure. You know, I think in the beginning it was it was probably average. I think uh, they've given us a chance. I think their save percentage is close to 92 um, combined through some of those games. I haven't run the numbers, but I think it's pretty close to that where, you know, that's a big difference between 89 and 92. And, you know, I felt for Matty uh, Thiessen, I thought he played uh, some really good hockey games for us in the net, and we didn't we didn't win any of those games for him. Um, you know, Zach's come back and I think has looked really solid and, you know, has played very consistently. And, and again, those guys haven't been the issue. Um, they've given us a chance with their play, and we've got to reward them at the other end of the rink with, uh, with finding ways to score more so that we can win those games. How, how happy are you with what you have seen defensively? You talked about wanting to make some changes going into that Omaha weekend, and you know seven. Yeah, you allowed seven goals in four games, but it, I also would, would go back and, and and probably make the argument. It's not like you've given up a bunch of grade A chances. Uh, if anything, that number may have come down those four games. Yeah, it has. I think. I think maybe if there's probably oh, my only little bit of concern is maybe a little bit off the rush, the rush coverages and. And some of those things, but I think in the zone, you know, we worked on kind of freeing up our defensemen a little bit to be a little bit more aggressive and went through some things. And it's not, I, I just felt early in the year we were in good structure, but we weren't aggressive enough. And we've tried to become a little bit more aggressive uh, in our own zone. And I think that's helped. I think it helps with your, with your, uh, not only defensive play, but your, but your exits because. When guys know where guys are going to be, I think it helps, you know, maybe be able to move pucks out of those tight areas a little bit better and a little bit uh, easier. Um, so we'll keep working on that. And I think, you know, when you have success with, with some things, when you, you know, you're always worried about changing a lot of things. But and it wasn't major changes. It was just uh, through video and some practice stuff that we just tried to, to tweak some things. And I think, you know, when your players see maybe some of the rewards of that, a lot easier for them to understand and buy into that and, and I think our guys have done a pretty good job with that here in the last uh, month um, and hopefully we can continue to be strong that way because I think uh, if we do it's going to lead to 
more opportunities up the range. Chatted with Ben Steves last week, and he talked about you know wanting to be a better playmaker, wanting to be a better 200-foot player. Obviously, he's a shooter. Shooter shoots, and he leads your team in shots on goal through 17 games. Also leads him in goals and points through 17 games. Evaluate for me from your your, your seat what you've seen from Ben Steves over the first 17 here this season. Um, well, he's obviously been a, our, our offensive catalyst, and, and you know he's, he's dangerous on the power play, which we obviously have seen last year and this year. So, I mean, anytime you have a player that's got 32 goals in 52 games in college, uh, he's a threat. And you know, I think he's he's gotten better, more responsible away from the puck, um, which has helped him. I think it's kept him in better positions to get the puck. Uh, it starts from the defensive end, and you know, again, I think early in the year with with a lot of our players, I think there was a little bit of offensive cheating when we were struggling to score, and that's going to happen. And um, again, just staying staying in good structure, and um, you know, trying to get you know pucks out of your end when you're in there, I think it leads to you know, better structure up the rink and more opportunities up the rink. And, and I thought, like, last weekend, you know, I told Matt, I, I thought Ben had a really, really good weekend. I thought he, you know, he controlled the puck. He was looking to, to, to make those plays. I mean, any time the puck is on his stick in the offensive zone, he's a threat. And, again, he hit the pipe, I think, one time and had some opportunities besides that. But he just, he looked, he looked like he wanted to, he looked like he wanted the puck more to me um, last weekend, and I think he was looking to make a difference every time he had it. And I think uh, when he's like that, that's 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 a great thing for us. So uh, hopefully, we get more guys following that uh, that path. Uh, you talked about when I brought him up over the weekend, Anthony Mangini, the, the tenacity he plays with, the fearlessness that he plays with, and, and of course there's the speed factor as well. And you know, that that can be a game changer by itself. But I referenced with you on Saturday the play he made Friday, got out of the box and immediately got on a puck in the offensive zone, generated possession, and as a result of that drew a penalty and got you on the power play within 10 seconds of, of Miami's power play ending. And, and those types of things that he can do, those little things that maybe aren't always going to show up in box scores are really important. You know, as you look ahead to the second half of the year, and Anthony Mangini, Matthew Perkins, I thought both had really good starts of their freshman years. What can you look for out of them? Yeah, much of the same. I mean, obviously, you know, learning learning the, you know, the college level, and, you know, you look at uh, both of them. Uh, I think Anthony has been very consistent. Um, you know, you see how he plays. Um, you know, he's been a part of a line with Jack Smith and either Luke Johnson or Kyler Clevin that's given us some really good, really good shifts game in and game out. Uh, they've created opportunities. Uh, unfortunately, they haven't scored, but hopefully they can continue that because I think they're, they can be a huge factor for us moving forward, um, you know, because of what they've done and, and just what they create as a line. And obviously, Anthony scored four goals and, Web's starting to look a little bit more, you know, like like Kyler. I mean, missing a year takes a while, um, and, and I think Jack's had a strong first half. Him and Anthony have been good on the penalty kill for us, and so that line, you know, with all of those guys, whoever's on there, could be a huge factor for us if they can start producing some offensive, you know, get some offensive production along with what they've been doing. 
Uh, talking to UMD men's hockey coach Scott Sandel and Jack Smith, uh, we talked to him before the St. Cloud series, and and just you know, hearing him talk about the frustrations of the injuries he's had to deal with the last few years, both in juniors and his freshman year uh, with you guys, you know, just to see him having played in 17 games out of 17 in the first half, knock on wood, it stays that way. But what's that mean to to finally have a healthy Jack Smith and and see him getting better the way he is? Well, I'm happy for him. He has gone through a lot, and it's been it's been a struggle. It's uh, with the injuries uh, going back to high school and junior, and and even you know coming in here last year. And um, you know, again, I think I said that before the year. We we, we didn't see we didn't see a full year out of him or or Cole Spicer. You know, both those guys had injuries during the year, and which which didn't help because I think the they both had really good moments and it seemed like every time they were getting going, they got, they got injured. But, you know, Jack's, uh, Jack was a very good offensive player in high school. Uh, and I think just some of those injuries and then the same, some of the things he went through in junior hockey, you know, he lost a little bit of that offensive confidence, but he's slowly, I think getting some of that back. Um, but, you know, again, he, he, he's a center for us. He's, some games he's been great in the face-off circle, which is important, especially when you're on the penalty kill and obviously five on five. But you know, again, he plays with that same kind of tenacity, and and that's what makes those guys effective. They they can skate, they can get, they can pressure pucks, they can get in. They're not afraid to go to the hard areas. So I just hope that they can start, you know, finding the net. I thought they they almost did their uh, Saturday, a little scrum around the net. Uh, it would have been nice to see them punch a goal because they've been deserving of it because of the way they've played. A couple more here for the head coach. We'll take I got some uh, questions from social media, which I'm always kind of hesitant to do. But there's some really good questions people have asked, believe it or not. So we'll get to this in a second. But you're yeah. four you're four points back of home ice. This is this league is volatile. There's a ton of one goal games being played. There's already been a bunch of overtime games played amongst these eight teams in the first half, or the first third, I guess, of the conference season here in the first half of the overall regular season. You know what? What was your message to your group here going going into the break? And and you know, eight games down, sixteen to go in league, and yeah, you're you're on the outside looking for home ice, but you're not that far off. It feels like there's not much it will take to get right in that mix again. No, I I think it was just you know it was important to to make sure you know we had a we had a better December, right? Um, you know when you're when you're coming off. You know, eight-game winless streak going into December. You know, uh, obviously, we wanted to finish, you know, with more wins. Um, but I think we played better hockey, and, and I give our guys credit because that's not easy. Um, because you know, again, when you're when you have that one, you're, you're very <laughs> the group's very fragile, right? Um, so you worry about a lot of the peaks and the valleys. But um, I think this month here hopefully like i said give this little injection of of confidence within the group and and i think these guys know they can win hockey games and we just got to stick to what we need to do every game and quite frankly i i i just wanted them i said get away from hockey for a little bit enjoy your families and come back refreshed and, and, and reset to, to to start the tournament in milwaukee all right submitted questions david wants to know What's the difference between this year's team and last year's team? Oh, good question. Um, well, I think uh, 
we had Dom James last year and Wyatt Kaiser. I think those are two difference makers on our team. Um, we don't we don't have Dom, unfortunately, and, and obviously Wyatt left. So um, I, I still see there's there's some there's some similarities but differences in, in the fact that um, offensively we seem to have had the same problem. Um, but I think this team is a bit better defensively, um, and I think that there's a little bit more depth, and that's partly based on some of the guys that are sophomores that got some experience last year. Um, but I'm hoping that uh, this group can, can find its way. Um, I think sometimes through adversity you, you get better, and last year I felt uh, in, in the second half, uh, I thought we were making that push, and then we kind of fell back. So again, it's just tr- it's kind of trusting what we're doing and not focusing so much on the end result, Bruce. Uh, I think that's what this group has to, to to do, and I think when they do that, they can be a pretty good hockey team. Um, and we'll see where it goes. But uh, I do I do think that there's enough guys in there that um, know what it takes and, and, and we've got to find that. Last year I think we were just uh, maybe a little bit younger in some areas and we didn't quite have that uh, I guess that understanding so I think these guys have a little better understanding of that and hopefully that will translate into uh, you know a better second half building off the set. Uh, Max and uh, Mr. Shoreview kind of asked him the same question. I'll just read what Max says. Uh, in games decided by one goal or less, uh, right now one, three, and four. What's the biggest part of the game to improve on to get better results in those kinds of games? Because you know you're going to be in a lot of those. I think it's just a belief. You know, I think it's. Uh, I think we even saw that a little bit Saturday night, Miami. Right? You know, we're up two nothing. Uh, we had a chance to make it three nothing in the second period. We didn't. Um, so, you know, being able to extend leads, um, being comfortable in, in those situations. And like I said, when, when, you, when you go through a stretch like we did, um, I don't think anyone's comfortable, right? And, you know, teams of the past have been in those situations and have been comfortable and whether you're up a goal or down a goal or leading by two or down by two. And I think that's the demeanor that this team has to, has to grasp. And... You know, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I think, you know, the more we're in those situations and the more we find ways to to win those games, I think that'll build the confidence and then the trust and the belief in the group. And I think that's probably something that is not there yet to where it needs to be, but it needs to find a way to get there because, we're, like you said, we're going to be in a lot of those games uh, in the second half. I know Matt's got it updated to LutheusTribune.com, but uh, AHA Bulldog asking uh, for a Will Francis update. What can you tell us about Will? Um, well, um, you know, he's, 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 he's skating and working out. Uh, obviously, he can't do any, you know, with us yet. Um, he'll, he'll be able to, to be back here after Christmas. And we're hoping that he, he can play in the month of January. And once he, once he feels, uh, you know, physically um that he's he's ready to do that um i'm not gonna rush him back it's been a long process for him but i think it's been a different process than before because he's he has he has skated down in the the cities when he's been down there and he has been able to do some things where i think the first time he was 
he wasn't able to do that. So I think he's a lot farther along. Um, his attitude is phenomenal. Um, so uh, it's been great to have him around uh, when he's been back, just to, to, to be around the guys, to, to see his positivity, to see his attitude. So we're looking forward to, to getting him back in the locker room on a regular basis and, and getting him on the ice as soon as we possibly can. And finally, Dan wants to know, and, and Dan always wants to know this because Dan's one of those fans that likes to travel and, and get to see some different places. He wants to know who's on the non-conference schedule next season. Uh, uh, <laughs> teams. There's teams. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, 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 I always get in trouble because, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, right? Right. So just tell them to be patient. We've okay. got... Uh, well, I know Minnesota is, so, um, and, and, and it'll be a two-game homestand at home because we're going to two games. Thank so, heavens. People uh, are going to be very happy about that. So the next four years is going to rotate with two and twos. So, um, And we do have a return trip to, to Lowell that's been about five years to make. <laughs> Poor Norm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will ask though, and, and I know we're, we're way uh, we're way over here, but I, I will ask on that on that side with, with Arizona State coming in, and, and that obviously changes what you would have maybe thought the the conference schedule would look like next season. If you had to juggle any of your non conference around to, to fit a new league schedule in next season, yeah, yeah, actually, and thank God it was with with Tommy at Bemidji because we're close, right? So, yeah. Um, we had a series scheduled in November. We had an off week, so with Arizona and the, and the league schedule changing, we had to adjust that. So we're gonna we're gonna play some single games um, with them home and away um, for the course of the first half. So um, it's just the way it's kind of worked out. But Tom's been a great partner. Um, he's he's. He's, he's easy to work with, and you know um, it's important that we play that. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Yep, a great love. I love having that guy on the schedule. That's for sure. Uh, enjoy yeah. the holidays. I with my travels, I'm pretty sure I will not see you until pregame in Milwaukee, but I will be there. Looking forward to it. Okay. Have a great Christmas, Bruce. You, you as well. Scott Sandlin, head coach, UMD men's hockey team. I understand we're way over. I'm sorry I couldn't get to all the questions. I got the most of them. I did what I could. Okay. If you missed it, we'll get it up on the podcast page. Uh, I was on with Matt and Zach yesterday, the Duluth News Tribune Bulldog Insider. That'll be out here. We can uh, get that wrap about the uh, midseason as well. So uh, plenty of midseason Bulldog hockey content for all of you. 10.33. I know, we're late. Gopher Update next. Mike Grimm standing by on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota hockey after this. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. The ninth-ranked Gopher men's hockey team has hit the holiday break with a 9-5-4 overall record. Head coach Bob Motzko analyzes the first half. We started off 3-0, so everything's great, and then we lost three in a row, and I think it was bad. But, like, you know, you're never quite as good as you think you are. You're never quite as bad as you are. From that point on, we've been 
you know, we wanted, I think we all, all of us, our fans, our team, our staff, you know, we, we, we had us held at a, a real high standard. We were going to be right here. But the truth of it is we weren't ready for that yet. We were here. Like, and, and so I'm holding my hands up if everybody can see it. We have to work to get there. And I think that's the body of, in, in, you know, the, the thinking we have right now is because we coaches break our team down. Like, okay, how's your penalty killing? Our penalty killing is, is, is we think excellent. Our power play for the last two months has been great, really strong for us. And that's been a, a, a so special teams are, are in a good spot. Justin Close gives us a chance where we have struggled in that time, you know, the, the, like the four overtimes and, and we won two, three, three on threes. So we've been in overtime a lot this year. The 50-50 games, which you're going to see so many times. So in these tight 50-50 games, we have got to become a more determined group. We've got to become more efficient. That's Bob Motzko, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Graham. Our American Stories. This is how you do it. Weeknights on KDAL. We are running way late. I apologize for that. It's 100% my fault, but we wanted to talk some hockey with the head coach, and we decided to do that. Anyway, we're going through some headlines coming up on this Wednesday morning. Set you up for the rest of the week. I got six live shows left in 2023. We'll get you uh, some idea what's coming up on those as we roll on on this Wednesday. Bruce Siski show back after CBS News at 1040 on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I'm always curious about these things, but is your real name Gregory? Uh, no, sir. My real name is Atmanand. How do you get Gregory from that? Gregory was assigned to me by NavGuide. Why did they let you use your real name? They say many Americans find our real names hard to pronounce. Oh. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to play by their rules anymore. From now on, I'm going to call you Amanand. Right. Atmanand. What is it? Amanand. Atmanand. Atmanand. Well, I'm going to call you Gregory because that name's a nightmare, buddy. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAO. 1045. Going to start dipping into the 2023 best of folder tomorrow on the radio show. Also coming up before we are. So we're here tomorrow and Friday with some best of content, I think both days. And then some more best of content next week. Also, Stephen Walters next week, the general manager of the Duluth Harbor Monsters Arena League team. They've got open tryouts coming up of, uh, right around the holidays, right after the holidays, and including one in February in Duluth that we'll talk about. And talk about the, kind of the, the process that Steve is going through of, of getting this team built from literally nothing and getting ready to play next uh, spring at the deck so we'll talk about that with steve on monday also next week my dear friend dave starman from nhl network we will do our annual preview of the world juniors i did secure my purchase of sling tv for next the next month so i can watch the world juniors because i don't have the nhl network at home and I, i found the cheapest way to do it so i've got it and we'll get to watch the world juniors morning and early afternoon games this year because they're over in Sweden, Gothenburg, Sweden, for the World Juniors. And uh, Dave will join us next Thursday for a World Juniors preview. Also next week, Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast, hopefully to talk about a win against the Buccaneers on Sunday. But, uh, either way, we'll talk about the playoff push for Green Bay, kind of maybe an unexpected one, especially after a 2-5 and five start to the season. And, and the you know the things that we've seen out of this team here in the second half that might make you believe that they can indeed make a playoff push 
as the second half of the season goes on. That'll be next week as well. But we're also going to sprinkle in some of my favorite conversations from 2023. Uh, Along the way here, as we always do, the last few shows of the year. The week after Christmas, I will be gone. Some more best of content. We'll uh, have that for you as uh, we'll be in Milwaukee starting uh, a week from tomorrow, or two weeks from tomorrow, I should say, December 28th for the Quick Trip Holiday Faceoff and UMV versus Northeastern on Thursday and then either Air Force or Wisconsin on Friday. So that's all coming up. Uh, Nick Mullins is going to start for the Vikings. I'm not surprised. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And I have been front and center on, you know, the Vikings are in a pickle. Because they're trying to do two things at once, and it's not always easy. The Packers are are in that same pickle. But the Packers have basically said, screw it. We're going to build a team for the future. And if that team's good now, great. You know, if that team can play relevant games in December and into January, awesome. Great experience for them. But primary focus for Green Bay has been development. They've got one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They've got the youngest skill position group in the NFL. It gets even younger when you consider how little Aaron Jones has played this season for Green Bay. And I, I, it's pretty obvious because they have resisted the temptation to go and try to sign a veteran and, and, and bolster the wide receiver core, the running back room that way. They have really not given playing time to, you know, they signed James Robinson at running back. Okay, he had a couple snaps. They signed Kenyon Drake last week. Did he even play a snap on Monday night? They are still focused on the young players that they have and developing what they have. That's been the focus. And and great, win some games and put yourself in a good position. But our focus is still on two, three years down the line. And I think it's going to continue to be that way, and that's fine. Because, it, it, it well, first off, it's working. Secondly, it, it, there's a focus. There, there's, a, there's an obvious you know a plan. I'm not so sure the Vikings have a plan here. And that's what concerns me. But they're trying to win football games right now. They're 7-6. and six, They're in a playoff spot. And I understand why, yes, there's a temptation to put Jaron Hall out there and see what the rookie can do because right now the Vikings have no idea who their starting quarterback is going to be in 2024. What they do know is they're not going to be picking in a spot in the NFL draft they can get a surefire franchise quarterback. So they're going to go with what they have right now, which is Nick Mullins. He's probably the best chance they have to win games in these last four. And they need to win a couple of more games to put themselves in a position to make the playoffs. If they win all four of them, they win the NFC North, which I can't rule out because the Lions right now aren't playing very well. So I I get why the Vikings are doing what they're doing, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. I understand why they're doing it, and it makes sense to me. Now we'll see if it works. Nick Mullen starts against the Bengals, and what was going to be when the schedule came out, Kirk Cousins versus Joe Burrow, is now Nick Mullen's versus Jake Browning. Noon kickoff Sunday. And maybe that's why it's on NFL Network on a Saturday instead of on NBC on a Sunday night. I don't know. It could be playing a role there. It makes sense. Anyway, we'll run a timeout. 
Come back, wrap things up. Ryan Phelps, prep update, standing by. We are brought to you every weekday by Sanju. Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com, where the cars are. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Your Twin Ports home for Gopher football. Zone touchdown, Golden Gophers. KDAL. 10.59. We are back tomorrow. Some best of content for you. I believe Tim Hornbaker will be one of them. The uh, Ric Flair biography. We talked to him in September. Yeah, you know, that may, might be a holiday gift for somebody. You just don't know. That'll be tomorrow on the radio show. We'll get set for a busy night on our family of radio stations as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Brad and Kenny up next. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFM, and 610 KDAL Delusive Period, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.